and we're live. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Karen Corrigan and Jennifer Campbell. Welcome to a live episode recording of Girls Talk Ag. Karen, hello. I haven't seen your face, you know, in about a month because we used to do Zoom. And now we just do audio, so I don't know what you look like anymore. Uh, well, it's been a long week, so you probably don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't actually have to, you know, get my hair at least out of a ponytail and put makeup on. Now I can just throw some clothes on and, and record. That is yeah, the I beauty rolled out of bed radio. Half an hour ago. Yep. I rolled out of bed a half an hour ago. I was up at like 5 o'clock, and then I fell back to sleep, and then... This whole new puppy thing is wow. And then I almost thought I was going to miss the beginning of this because I hear the girl screaming while the puppy pooped on the floor. So then I had to go take care of that. And... Wow, I don't miss those days. I know. But. Although I would like a puppy, but not, not that part. Yeah. She was really good the first week, but then when she got more active, it was just like, oh, goodness. So, yes, my days have consisted of being held hostage to a dance recital this week and cleaning up after a puppy. So is it officially summer in your household? Yes, we finished school on Monday. So they've been, we just had dance, three days of dance recital stuff, and now we are officially free to enjoy the summer. And now all I hear is, Mom, when are you going to put the pool up? Mom, when are you going to get the pool up? Mom, um, I'm bored. Like 50 some degrees. Uh, not today. <laughs> no. Um, I had a friend that was putting up their pool two weekends ago, and the heater's on. But I, I don't know if anyone's been in it. Although we're looking at 80 degree weather here in central Illinois next week. We're supposed to be 90, Kelsey. Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Hot, uh, hot weather. I think, I think the fields will like it. What do you, what do you think? Um, and next week we'll dry a lot of places out and I think that we'll wrap up planting pretty well, hopefully for those that are still having some struggles. I know there's some places in Illinois that are still pretty wet and don't have a lot of acres in. So I think next week we'll kind of catch everyone up and hopefully we can all enjoy our summers after that. But I did get a call a couple of days ago that said uh, from one of my clients. And the first thing he said is I need some counseling. And my thought is always, I like summers where I get to be an agronomist and I hate summers where I have to be a grief counselor. But Are those more and more these days? I tell you, looking back, I thought 2019 was rough and it seems like it's just been rougher every year since then. So I guess it just kind of, you know, I have clients in a lot of places. So, you know, I don't just have one place where it's good. There's always something going on for somebody. So... What is that right now? Can you tell us what's going on, what what farmers are seeing and you're having to give counsel about? Well, I mean, those those, those were still struggling to plant, whether they should have planted this week in not optimal conditions or if they should wait a few days and get the dry and come next week and, and go next week. So that was that issue. And um, we've had some, a lot of problems, particularly in kind of north central Illinois, eastern Iowa with no-till soybeans. The ground was just really hard, even when it was planted, and a lot of the beans struggled to come up. So there were a lot of questions about, you know, do I replant? Do I interseed? Um, and actually, 
Dr. Sean Conley from the University of Wisconsin has a really good article on his coolbeans.info website about what the data shows as to whether, you know, what the, when you take stand counts, what the parameters are for replanting versus interseeding versus doing nothing. So, and the, on there too, Wisconsin actually has an app that helps you figure out your population after you take, I think there's five counts and it tells you your population. And then it also tells you, you know, if you leave it, what percent of your normal yield should you expect? And it has um, all different kinds of row spacing. So it's a really good tool for anyone who's out there trying to figure out what to do with the soybeans. And can you name that resource again for anyone that's listening? Um, you can find it on Dr. Conley's website, coolbeans.info. Um, but the app itself, let me see, is called Bean Cam, B-E-A-N, and then Cam, C-A-M. And I just found it on my um, in my app store. So easy enough. Well, let's welcome Miss Jennifer Campbell into the Twitter Spaces universe. It's rainy here again today. Um, you know, we're not done, but we have not started to panic. I say that to try to convince myself of that. That's okay. You can say things like, I have my house in order and I'm not panicking over not being done planting. Both are lies, but I'm here. You know, we are um, oh, we're over, definitely over 50%. I think... Uh, I have less than 400 acres to go on beans, and I think we're under 300 on corn. So well, next week looks yeah, so we're the getting there. The rain is what? What'd you say, Karen? I think the rain clears off after today. Oh, God, I hope so. And it's just been, like, it's overcast right now, and every now and then it'll just rain. Just, you know, rain out of nowhere. And, um... I don't know. We went we went eight days hard in the paint, and and we got a ton done. Um, and I was exhausted, and Chris was exhausted, and all my kids in retail ag were exhausted. And I would I would do that again just to be done. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. So I learned. Let's switch gears here. I I was learning some things on Facebook this morning. Don't we all learn things on Facebook, right? Well, when I decide to log on, which has been um, not much lately, I learned from the Wisconsin Ag in the Classroom program that there are more national redheads in the U.S. than farmers. And apparently, as a redhead, I missed World Redhead Day yesterday. So uh, I'm going to just continue that celebration today. And I think all of you should go um, appreciate the redhead in your life. So I just wanted to share that little piece of info today in case you didn't know that. So you're a redhead and you farm. So that makes you like some kind of unicorn, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm one of it? a kind. One of a kind. <laughs> so, well, um, today... I was, when I was trying to decide, well, what on earth could we talk about? Cause guys, it's been a long week. I'm sure many people are happy to see this week over. There's just a lot going on, not only in ag, but in the world, a lot of heavy things going on. 
Um, I don't know where you guys want to begin, if you, if you want to begin on a certain subject, um, or if you have any thoughts about anything that's happened. It has been an emotionally exhausting week. <laughs> Especially Maybe for parents that have kids, I think, in school, too. Well, it has for everyone, but I think it really strikes um, parents hard. Well, and I lost a 48-year-old friend this past week, and so we had the funeral this week. And so to couple that along with the shooting at the school in Uvalde, Texas, and just, you know, life in general, I just feel like it was just a week that we I need to get through. I mean, it was just crazy. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't know. And I just want to say as far as, you know, Twitter is concerned that – Here's my mom moment, you know, shouting about your freedom to own guns is not appropriate on the same day as any type of mass shooting, particularly one that involves 10 year olds. And even the day after is too soon. I understand that you feel strongly about your rights and that's fine, but we need to show some compassion and we just need to, you know, wait for the appropriate time for those types of discussions. As a mom that has eight-year-old and a nine-year-old, I was just completely, I don't know, emotionally wrapped up in that with the families and those poor little children. And after hearing how the timeline has changed and how long they were actually held hostage, some of them before being killed and how a 10-year-old laid in her friend's blood so it looked like she was already dead so she could survive. You know, there's a time and place for everything. And talking about your gun rights after reading some of that stuff, it's just not appropriate. So make you want to... Okay, my rant is over. (laughs) Does it make you want to just exit Twitter? (laughs) I I, I I considered it. I unfollowed a lot of people this week. Because I was just like, I just can't deal with you and your, you know, ranting at this moment in time. You know, and I think it's really important. You know, if you want to read something, read Matthew McConaughey's um, response to the shooting. Because that's his hometown. He grew up there, I believe, for like the first decade of his life. And, you know, the main thing he said is we have failed our responsibility of those rights that we've had. So, I think that that needs to be taken into account. And Steve Kerr, the basketball coach, also um, had a press conference where he talked about it. And I believe it's H.R. 8 um, is a bill that just increases somewhat. I don't know the whole bill. So just one portion of it increases background checks. And, you know, I think that we need to seriously consider some back not just background checks but also red flags i mean the shooter in this instance he had had some domestic disturbances i mean he did come from a rough family life and maybe we need to figure out how we help and monitor those kids a little bit better but i also think that you know some of the people who have responsibility for that shooting are the people who bullied him when he was a kid and i think that we need to you know focus also on that and stop allowing our children to be bullies and make sure that they, you know, have compassion also. But after seeing some of the rants on Twitter, I can see where the children get their bullying tactics from. Okay. I said I was going to stop ranting. I think you you make some excellent, I think you make some excellent points. Um, 
I think that sometimes we don't have filters. We get, um, well, quite frankly, I'll say it, we get a little defensive. Um, you, you talk about gun rights <clears throat> and you don't have a filter and you get defensive because you believe in gun rights. But I think, I think you're 100% right. There's, there's got to be some, some common ground or not, I don't want to say common, but middle ground that we can, um, that we can find. There's a time and place for all discussions. And that was just not the time. Right. So I had not, I guess we're going to go into this and that's fine. Um, I had not, I had read somewhere that, that the more facts or, or things that were coming out about this shooting, put it in a different light. I had not, I had not heard any of those things that you had just said. So, so were they, just not releasing all the information or what, what brought about these changes on the timeline? Well, I mean, just like any incident, you know, the more that they can get talked, the more people they can talk to, the more information they can take, then they can build a better timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's just, you know, the, the normal process of investigation and, and laying it out the timeline. And, you know, with 24 hour news, everybody wants to be first. Well, when people shout out first, they're not always correct. And so we need to wait and hear from official resources, but even some of those official resources um, didn't have the timeline built correctly from the beginning, which I mean, you know, in something chaotic like that, you would expect for things to be a little bit more, figured out within a couple of days as opposed to within yeah. minutes. And I think that goes back to the, we've, t- we've talked about 24 hour news before and how some things aren't even news. People just start spouting to grab attention and then you've got the attention. And so you keep spouting and, um, you know, again, Walter Cronkite wouldn't have just spouted his opinion or any conjecture or he, it, it would have been, you know, Honestly, it probably would have been the facts. Um, I, I don't know. I have a problem with 24-hour news and it not being real news. Um, I don't know. I think it's a problem. But I, I found no actually, I, I stopped cable and I just have um, a fire stick. And there's an app on the fire stick that says news. And then you can go to different channels and also local channels and things like that. And I found like places like ABC news live, um, seem, you know, they do shorter clips throughout the day. They don't try to fill the whole time Mm -hmm. and find those to be a little bit more factual as opposed to opinionated. That's interesting. We stopped cable or we didn't have cable because we live too far out, but, uh, satellite TV when the kids were little, because, um, number one in the summer, spring and fall, we just weren't getting our use out of it. Um, now Chris loves the news, um, probably too much. I just, I can't watch it. It's number one, when they do find something, they, grinded in the ground so much and is repetitive i can't stand it and two i've never seen so many newscasters now using my air quotes newscasters um give so many personal opinions in the story i don't well and i think you need to i mean there are some shows that are news shows and there are some shows that are commentary um, so yeah, you kind of have to weed out which ones you watch and like i said i i'm finding that 
the streamed on um, the apps seem a little bit more focused than mm-hmm. like the cable news would have been. But I also uh, like I, our local that. news. NPR. Our local news is too commentary for me. Oh, I like to listen to NPR news now because it's five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. What else are we talking about? Well, I, I've been thinking a lot. I've been traveling this week and of course I was at the gas pump and there's a gentleman next to me getting diesel fuel and I just saw the numbers going up and up and up. And, um, I was at a, um, video shoot this week, um, with Walton Webb gassing. We were at Heimer Hampshire's doing their bread sows and, um, we got on a topic, you know, shows this coming summer, will we see a decrease in um, participants because um, diesel fuel is so high, gas prices are so high, is that going to cut into families' travel time this summer? Um, and then that put me onto a rabbit hole on Google, and I found a lot of people are trying to steal diesel fuel. I'm not putting those two groups in the same bucket, but people are really seeing the effect of these higher gas prices and diesel fuel right now. And I've heard many um, uh, researchers and credible sources say it's not over. It's gonna, going to continue to go up. And then on top of that, which hurricane season officially starts i believe june 1st if we get a major hurricane out on the coast that's going to cause it to go up as well so there's a lot of factors that um we haven't seen the end of this problem yet wow you're full of good news and it's it got me thinking while i was on the road this week of ouch and i have i have a gas truck i don't have diesel thank goodness my dad talked me out of getting a diesel truck a couple years ago when i was looking he goes no you should not get one um and at that point diesel was way cheaper as as gas was but i just wonder for these livestock shows people will still go to their local but you know the jackpots the nationals things like that like i'm just curious if that's going to factor in okay my guess is no I, I, I'm kind of on that same boat. People will do what they want, what they have to do, and they won't. But um, I don't know if that goes for everyone, though. Well, no, I, I, those in general will be smaller because at least in Illinois, there's no poultry allowed at any of the fairs. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I hadn't heard that. Yes, that came out, I don't know, within the last week or so. And I assume it's probably more than just Illinois. Hmm. I haven't seen anything. Um, of course, you know, this is my first year in 17 with no 4 H'ers, so. <clears throat> so that's been on my mind this week is the higher diesel. I don't know about um, you, Jennifer, what it's planting season. Obviously, you have to do what you have to do. It's not like you're going to cut costs there. But boy, it's eating into your budget of where you can spend money. Otherwise, that's for sure. You know, I'm going to, I had a newscaster come out and do a story and she wanted to talk about how high the price of diesel fuel was and how high gas prices were and what that was doing to the farmer. And Chris and I spent a long time talking about it. um, And this reporter did not like my take on it and did not use what I had to say. Diesel fuel for us um, is 4% of our farm budget. 
four percent. Um, this these prices, gas prices, and diesel prices are going to affect and are affecting your average American who has to travel to work, to and from work. A lot of those spend 45 minutes, you know, 30 to an hour each way. Um, truckers are paying the price for this. I, I, I always say I appreciate that people are thinking about what we're doing, but to be quite honest, we're going to do it anyway because that's our job. Um, and 4% of our budget is is minimal. I think you, the thing that, I mean, we're all going to pay for it because. Yeah. That, it, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, different things you buy at the stores are going to cost more because it's going to cost the truckers more to get it there. Yeah. And I think truckers, independent truckers and businesses for that matter are going, this is these diesel prices. This is that in the, and your average consumer who has to go to and from work consumer you're american who has to go to and from work that's that's taking a big hit out of their budgets and on top of that you have other higher costs fertilizer uh, i believe it was a week ago i was listening to radio i believe it was um channel 147 on sirius xm rural radio and one farmer, I don't know how big this operation was. Um, I, I don't, I just listened literally while I was going to and from like a mile. And he said he got one of his um, fertilizer bills and it was a million dollars. And that was just one of three. I thought, oh my God, like that's just terrible. So there, it's a lot more than diesel that's going to affect you though. It's just one thing oh. on top of the other. It is. Our fertilizer cost, now Chris Chris books, booked our fertilizer last fall, um, so one night, the fertilizer costs up are, are, are up 175%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking you, he got ours last fall. Right, but what about this fall when you lock it in? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's um, It's going to be interesting. I know that um, some things are getting... Uh, hard to find or not being manufactured. Um, both my girls are, are in, uh, retail ag at, at, you know, those levels doing the chemical inputs. And, um, uh, part of the problem right now is, is not just the price of it, but around here, we can't even get on the fields to get everything spread. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's whole point. That's that's my whole point here. It's a hot mess. Things just keep getting piled on. The issues just keep piled on. And at the end of the day, that's going to affect people's mental. Like, it's stress. It's stress, and that's going to affect your mental health, your physical health. Like, how much of this stress can people take? Like, it's starting to oh. Ca- pile on. Oh, Chris is a freaking hot mess. So uh, be be nice to people is what I'm telling you. You have no idea, you know, everything in the background. It might seem, you know, they're, well, it makes the, and they're, take, they're taking care of it, like you said, Jennifer. You have no other choice, but it's hard. it's got to be hard. Make your decisions based on your own operation and try not to look across the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than yeah. done, I'm sure, for many people. <laughs> oh, I know, but... Keep your you nose just never know with somebody else's financial 
situation is or you know you don't know the reasons why they're doing what they're doing or not doing what they're doing so be kind mm-hmm. yep amen and maybe don't steal diesel fuel especially from a portage on company <laughs> yeah. anyone's wondering so when i fell down the rabbit hole this was um about a couple weeks ago it says men charged with stealing diesel fuel from johnston county toilet rental company that was in north carolina um, and if you just, I'm sure if the government's watching like my Google searches, I just literally typed in stealing diesel fuel to find news articles. And I knew, I, I know people are getting probably desperate and I see, um, CBS news, two truckers accused of stealing $1,700 worth of diesel. I mean, that's not too terribly much. Thieves steal 5,000 gallons of diesel from a Dallas gas station. That was three weeks ago. So you're going to see you're going to see those continuing on. Florida man caught stealing diesel fuel says it's too expensive. Um, police warn criminals are stealing used cooking oil to fuel diesel cars. So it's desperation. Desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess, for some people. And, and aren't people, where did I see people are stealing the globes off the green stars, off the tractors? Is that true, too? What what can you even do with those? Besides I, the obvious, but yeah, I saw I saw. Well, that's probably what they're doing is they're they're reselling them. I can't imagine getting on Facebook Marketplace and and buying a globe from a non reputable, just someone. I, I don't know. It sounds weird to me. Yeah. Well, Facebook in general would not be reputable as far as the marketplace, but <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Makes me think, you know, they the Russian soldiers stole all those tractors, and once they got them back to where they were going to take them, then John Deere, you know, shut them all down. Oh, that was awesome. It, I'm not a huge fan of, like, everything being controlled by John Deere, but hats off. That was awesome. But saying that, but then they can't track the globes because I guess the globes um, are receivers and they don't give off signal or something. I don't know. That can't be right. But there's something to the fact that they can't follow those globes either. They have to wait till they're sold and check the serial numbers. Oh. And it, it, I thought it was hysterical when, when Cole told me about it. Well, what well, else do we have? That's all about I have. Well, I would say then have a good week. Don't run too crazy next week. Get some sleep. Everything will get done. And then we will move on to the next phase of the growing season. And it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah. So enjoy your time, but don't forget the reason for Memorial Day. The reason for Memorial Day. Um, And if you can be in the field, be in the field. If you can't, at least enjoy your family. And, and like you said, the reason for this, the holiday, I was going to say season, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Got caught up in the reason for the season, the Christmas thing. I don't know. No, we don't want Christmas right now. I want summer and hot weather. I'd like anything but rain right now. Except that I say that, and then I'm going to be mad when it doesn't rain. So I try to never say, yeah, I don't know. Let's revisit this conversation in July and see how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> okay. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks guys. Have a great yeah. end. Have a great week. Until next time. <laughs>